0: fantasy people welcome back preview of week four coming your way this is scott as always joined by conrad how are we doing conrad pretty good pretty good yeah it's a lovely evening to be recording a fantasy football podcast as always this is the no name league this is a podcast that Covers the happenings of our particular fantasy football league, which is a dynasty league. If you want some more info about us, feel free to check out our description on Spotify, Google, Anchor, wherever you found us at, and listen to any of our early episodes if you want a little more breakdown of how our league operates. Let's go ahead though and jump into our week four preview. Let's start by looking at a quick transaction review as we had waivers go off this morning and we had some fab money spent uh nobody actually no competitive bids this week everybody that spent fab didn't have anybody bidding on that same person um just hit the highlighted ones real quick lance had the biggest spend of the week at just ten dollars to add brian hill at running back dropped Dion lewis to do so he's been looking for any consistency you can find at running back, with Barkley being down for him. Uh, Travis picked up Jimmy Grandpa for $6. <laughs> He's been having a revelation so far this year. Um, another tight end, Jacob picked up Robert Tanyan for 5 bucks. dropped Jacob Hollister to do so. Uh, Conrad, an intriguing one I think, maybe the most intriguing one of the week is he has spent a dollar to add Jalen Hurt to your roster, dropped Curtis Samuel to do so. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how quick Philly would be to make a change, especially with Wentz having a decent sized contract, but he certainly hasn't been playing good this year. Really their whole team hasn't, so
1: and he also has might be a thing. thing injury history so yeah uh, that's why I went for it
0: yeah so that, that you know that, that could be a sneaky good one as long as you're willing to stash him down there and see what happens
1: yep hopefully um, I won't get itchy like I do with Jameis Winston and drop him one. <laughs>
0: drop him every week yeah. yeah
1: pick him up and drop him again you know every other <laughs> week as the wind blows you know yeah <laughs> I really believe in the talent However, I want somebody else. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's not starting.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, he's not. Um, Another interesting one, Travis made the ad of Antonio Brown. So Antonio Brown continues to float around. I'm sure his idea there is since Brown is serving his suspension, I believe they said his suspension uh, is being served even though he's not on a team. I think that's in the stipulations the NFL put on it, so he's already served three weeks of that suspension. Yeah. So Travis trying to get ahead of the curve just in case a team is crazy enough to say, yeah, we like crazy people, we'll give Antonio Brown another shot.
1: <clears throat> I'm sure the I, I can't think of who will be calling, but I'm sure somebody will yeah. call. I mean, the talent. I mean, the talent. He's ridiculous. Thirty years old. I'm sure he can do fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's clearly one of the best receivers there out there in yeah. current day, it, it's just yeah, yeah. If you could keep really him mentally there, the one,
1: I really should have been the one to pick him up, considering. My team is supposed to be the future crime and sports alumni, so. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> you should have
0: been a natural fit.
1: Been <laughs> a natural fit.
0: Okay. Well, but yeah. So Travis Adzim dropped Mitchell Trubisky to do so, who's lost his starting job. Um, that's okay, all man. of our. Yeah, <laughs> that's all of our ones that were on waivers. Uh, like I said, not a big week for waiver wire or fab spending. A couple other little interesting nuggets. Conrad, you added Hakeem Butler, who is now on the Eagles and is now apparently a tight end.
1: Yeah, and he's the thing I was very surprised by because I was going to pick him up either way. Um, I almost did a $0 bill. But then I'm like, somebody's going to bet a dollar, you know, somebody's going to want him for a dollar, you know, he's an Iowa State mm-hmm. product, and supposedly we have a bunch of Iowa State fans in our league. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was surprised when he was there, and I was even more surprised when he was dual-listed as a wide receiver and tight end, so,
0: yeah. Yeah, yep, so that was the news, is Billy signed him off a of Carolina's practice squad, and said they were converting him to tight end. So yeah. I guess Goddard's out for a, a little while here, foreseeable future. So I yep. I don't know how quick Butler's in there, but it'd be
1: funny.
0: The guy's freakishly the athletic, is- you know, but tight and speed combo. So it'd be interesting to see what happens.
1: Yep. And even those conversions can take a little while too. So yeah, he may yeah. be more of the I mean, wide receiver than tight end for like three years. Yeah. So I
0: think the example that's out there is Darren Waller. He came into the league as a receiver, floundered around for a while, and then the Raiders decided to make him a tight end. Yep.
1: Oh, and there's there's one so, other player I can point out this week that came in the league as a wide receiver, Robert Tanyan. Oh, yeah, yep. true. Came in as a wide receiver, mm. and he's a conversion product, yeah. so –
0: yeah, so the joke. We'll see what happens there.
1: The joke around Green Bay is because he did a lot of off-season work with. Uh, mm-hmm. Or wait, no, that was Sternberger who did a lot of off-season work with uh, George Kittle. Mm. So, oh, okay. They were making, yeah. They've been making a lot of jokes about George Kittle light with him. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he needs to start securing the ball if he wants to earn that nickname.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, and then. One other one I took note of, uh, Nick added Jeff Wilson Jr. I was a little surprised that he was not purchased with any fab just because he gets a pretty decent role when Mostert's out. And,
1: yeah, I mean, he, uh,
0: he only got two Coleman touchdowns
1: D. this past weekend. So. Yeah,
0: only. So, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he's got a little bit of life there as long as Mostert's out. But yep. otherwise, most moves are just, you know, your normal defense kicker shuffles and whatnot. Yep. So let's go ahead and start previewing the matchups of this week. Uh, we'll have five matchups to get through here. Let's just start with our first one, which is Lance's yee-yee versus Scott's Scotts football team. <laughs> so coming into this one, um, I am in first place. Lance is currently in sixth. I have a 3-0 record. Lance is at 1-2. and two. So I'm off to a fast start. Lance just got his first win last week and is trying to right the ship. He really would like to get back even and not fall into that one and three hole, which is pretty tough to recover from, but he's got a tough task ahead of him this week. Uh, Lance does lead this matchup, this series. He's two and one against me. Um, this has been a tight one in the past. Uh, our three matchups, the margin of victory, and those were 3.4. 8.6 and 2.6 for points so i we've never had a blowout in our matchups and i'll obviously be favored this week but i kind of at first glance would say you know i'd i'd expect potentially a close one again just if lance's team can put it together this week he'll still push mine so yep all right so looking at rosters quick here um over on my side of the action, uh mostly same thing we've been looking at the past three weeks. You hear me rattle off the same names all the time. I usually stick to a pretty consistent lineup, only cycling in one or two flex players. But Russell Wilson, obviously, um is a starter for me. Ridley Hopkins we're gonna start both of them. Elliott. Uh, Derek Henry those two are usually lock starters I have to keep my eye on Henry with the potential postponed game hopefully it's Monday night but I will slide Henry into my flex spot just in case something happens there and I need to f- put somebody in sure um, otherwise I'm probably going to run Nick Chubb out there because he's been doing well um, tight end I'll just keep uh hunter henry in there i don't have anything amazing at tight end and he's been
1: consistent you don't want to slide evan ingram in there just in case
0: yeah Yeah, probably not if anything i would put a hayden hurst in there but (laughs) Uh ingram's been ingram's been disappointing for me i was excited when i drafted him and he was good that first year i had him and last year and so far this year he just hasn't lived up to the hype
1: yep wah wah wah
0: Yeah, uh chris carson I currently have him in my lineup. Guy I got to look out for. Haven't had a lot of news on him yet, but obviously he had his
1: ankle hurt in that little
0: gator roll at the end of the uh, Seattle-Dallas game. So see if I have him this week. If not, uh, not sure if I'll get most dirt back. Chark might be back. But if he's out, I might be looking down at, you know, Keenan Allen, Tyler Boyd-type guy. And same if Henry misses, you know, I'll probably throw a couple of receivers in there, but that's mostly what I'll be looking at. Um, Randy Bullock's my new kicker this week, Arizona, my new defense. I've been missing on kickers and defenses all year. So they probably won't have good weeks, but we'll see. (laughs) I mean, I mainly picked up Arizona. (laughs) Yeah. I mainly picked up Arizona, not because they're playing Carolina this week, but because they play the New York Jets next week.
1: So, I I just added him a week early. That will pay dividends, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also, Um, speaking of people on your roster, um, he's not, he's on your IR spot. I saw a funny um, tweet this week about if uh, Adam Gase were to get fired this week, it's possible that Denzel Mims would never have to play a role in his terrible offense. (laughs) He, yeah
0: true yeah that'd be nice huh be good for that guy don't have
1: to poison his mind at all yeah <laughs> <Yeesh>.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: um looking at lance's
0: side um as we say every week with lance you know is a big possibility every week is that he has the mahomes and tyreek hill stack so he can always put up big numbers uh Last week, Mahomes was the only quarterback to score more than Russell Wilson, so Lance can keep up with me at that position. So that helps him out because Wilson's just been obliterating teams all season for me so far, so it definitely helps an opponent if they can match me there. Right. Once you get behind that, that's where Lance isn't steady weekly. You know, Odell Beckham's been a disappointment for him. Uh, he's playing Dallas, though, and Dallas has given up a lot of points, obviously. So you'll hope for a game out of Beckham there, a shootout. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's looking good. He's just fine there. Leonard Fournette, I think, is questionable this week, and I just saw a little bit ago he might be out. So Lance's may running back health scares kind of continue, so he'll be scrambling there potentially. Waller at tight end he has got he's got a better tight end than me um at least one that can score big he also puts up some duds so mine's a little more steady right and he's currently got Parker and Lazard in his flex spots Lazard coming off the big week we'll see if Devonte Adams is back this week or not but they're playing Atlanta should be another high scoring game and Devonte Parker's playing Seattle who despite Seattle winning frequently and Russell Wilson going off, they have also allowed a ton of points yes. to receivers and quarterbacks.
1: Yes, they have. They are not the Legion of Boom anymore.
0: Yeah. Haven't so, been for a
1: couple seasons now.
0: Yeah, so you look at it, he's got some pretty good – his guys that are – I don't know if I'd call them all boom or bust, but they kind of are. They're inconsistent guys. They mm-hmm. all have good matchups this week. Yep. So that could bode well for – Lance but that puts us right now yeah who has me projected at 150 points as Lance basically at 138 um in terms of picks I'm gonna go ahead and pick myself again this week and hope things come through I think uh my guys have been pretty consistent one question there though be though if somehow that Tennessee game doesn't happen and I'm missing Chris Carson then I think this thing gets evened out pretty quick.
1: Yep. This is one I will be obstinate on, and I'm picking Lance. All right.
0: Going to go with his 2-1 edge over me and say it continues, huh?
1: Yep. yep. Even though this strategy did not work out for me last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was 4-1 on picks last week. so.
1: And I was 1-4. Yeah. One and four.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: uh, the the one that I could have been obstinate on, uh, Travis, you picked uh, Travis, and I picked Travis as well, you know, because I don't mm, want to pick against yeah. my brother. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I could have gotten two right last week. Oh well. Well, yeah. oh well, <laughs> but yeah. So
0: I think uh, obviously I'm favored. If I keep rolling, I think I can take this one. But Lance's team, still, despite the struggles it's been having, for him, it still has the potential to put up big points. So I'm not, I'm certainly not saying it's a done deal. Lance can whittle a good stick, so I'll give him some credit and say he might get a good lineup in there. Yep. Definitely. All right. So next one on our list is. Dan's armed Rodgerie versus Nick's RTP. Looking at their lineups here a little bit. Um, Dan is currently sitting at the back of the pack in 10th at 0-3. Nick is a mid-tier team at 2-1, sitting 5th. Dan actually has the edge in this series he is two and one against nick yay so dan doesn't have a lot of a lot of victories in our dynasty format so far as we've mentioned in the past he was hit pretty hard with retirements and major injuries right away yep. after our uh startup draft but nonetheless one the guy that he's probably had the most success against is nick who's Arguably the champion from
1: last year, <laughs> Good team, you know, so. arguably like so, the second or third best team this year, so yeah, Even yeah, like so it,
0: it, yeah, so for some reason, Dan shows up against Nick. Um, on the negative side, Dan is currently on a five game losing streak versus all opponents dating back to last year, so. so far this year and he had two losses to close out last year so he's looking to get that turned around before that losing streak starts becoming a record so Um, lineups over on the favored side you got Nick Um, we'll see if he runs with Fitzpatrick again this week against Seattle like we said there's been a lot of passing and receiving stats against Seattle and Nick's been doing the quarterback stream, so you might flip flop, but I'm guessing he will leave uh, Fitzpatrick in there. He's got Well his other Moore other there option,
1: Ryan Tannehill uh, might not work this week.
0: Yeah, it's in the potential postponed game yeah. too, yep. So hmm That's rough. Yeah. Yeah, you got he's got DJ Moore. And Michael Thomas, currently in at his receiver spots, looking like Thomas might return this week. That would be a big boost for Nick. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that was one of his stalwarts last year. Uh, Moore hasn't really showed out yet, so he's Nick's waiting for Moore to break out still. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders in his running back slots. Dalvin Cook's been very good again this year, so he's getting good work out of him. Um, Andrew's at tight end. Allen Robinson is a good flex player. He's got Will Fuller in his flex as well. So he's looking looking pretty good there. He's starting the Jets' defense. Granted, they're playing a very beat-up Denver. So I think he's just gone with the theory of Jets and Denver Thursday night football, not a lot of prep, and those offenses are just going to look bad. Yep.
1: That'll be That'll be interesting.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, Dan's side, obviously he's got Lamar Jackson. So what was presumed to be one of the best quarterbacks in the game, he hasn't shown it yet this year. Maybe he breaks out this week after a disappointing performance against the Chiefs in primetime. But uh, he's a guy Dan needs to get going because that's supposed to be his big wild card player, and he hasn't broken out yet.
1: Right. Like if he would have started him all of last year, he probably would have done slightly better. And then yeah. this year when he finally yeah. is starting him, he's not doing as hot. So Yeah rough. Yeah, so And Brady has been getting putting up good numbers since week mm-hmm. two and three at least. So
0: Yeah. Well yeah. will... I think he's still yeah. I think he's still got to hold firm, though, for a little while longer. He's got to. I, would.
1: I wouldn't start Jackson in Brady still. until, you know, because I just don't see the ceiling as that high. And yeah. I actually see the floor is, very, you know, lower than most people would. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at his receiver slots, he's got Tyler Lockett, CD Lamb. A couple of good options there. Obviously, Lockett showed the opportunity to blow up. Um, Lamb's been putting up good numbers. He hasn't necessarily been finding the end zone. If he does, he'll have a really big week. Uh, running back's a tough spot for him. He's got David Montgomery, who doesn't have Cohen in the mix now. So I would think Montgomery should show some good numbers. Yep. Otherwise, he's got, you know, a Madison in there. It's a second running back, which is an ideal when it's a, you know, handcuffed guy that gets a couple series a game. But he's just – Hoping, you know, for a Minnesota lead in Madison to get work while Cook rests. Right. But he doesn't. Yes. He doesn't have a lot else to throw in there at running back other than I kind of suggested it last week. And then he ended up not having a good week. So good thing Dan didn't start him. But Joshua Kelly, he was off to a fast start this year. Um, not so much last week, but see if he can get going again this week. Although Tampa Bay's a good run defense, so probably not the best choice. Right.
1: Could get rough in a hurry. Yeah. Chris, then in Dan's flex, Chris Thompson week, he hasn't has been Cobb. getting into the double digits, but he has been beating his projections pretty much every week. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. He's been serviceable. Mm hmm. Yep. He's getting those PPR points. Yeah. 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 And then Jerry, Judy, and Randall Cobb setting in his
1: flex yeah. spots. Randall Cobb had a big week last week. So,
0: mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, here again, I'm going to go with Nick, even though Dan's got a history against him. I think Dan's team's improving, but I think Nick's team is more solid and has more guys across the board that can throw up big numbers. Mm -hmm. Whereas Dan's is, you know, kind of banking on Lamar Jackson and Guskowski to win big. And when you're trusting the kicker to do it for you, it's scary. Not the most ideal situation.
1: Especially when your kicker is on the team that is suffering from covid scares right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. So, and projection on this one for Yahoo is 140 for Nick, 120 for Dan. So it's got a 20 point spread at the moment. Ouch. But
1: overcomable, yeah. I'm going to call it.
0: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I'm
1: going with Nick in this one. How about you? Um I'm going to go with Nick as well. But with the caveat that I really want Dan to get his first win of the season, keep his keep yeah. it a little more. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't mind him that against Nick. I'd yeah, be happy no, with I that. Would, I'd be, I think that the would more be fantastic after last week.
0: Yeah, the more <laughs> space I can put between Nick and I now, while he has players injured such as McCaffrey, the better. So <laughs> if I can get a couple game head start on him before he gets back to full strength, though. I'll be pleased.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, even though, I mean, I don't think there's any danger of him falling out of the playoffs though.
0: No, I, yeah. I mean, he's sitting fifth right now, so he's on that borderline, but he's, I think his team's too good over a whole season to not be in the playoffs. so.
1: So,
0: yeah. All right, so let's move on to third matchup. This one is your matchup this week, Conrad. We got the future CIS alumni versus Andrew's Dino Ninja. Um, At the moment, you are in third place. You dropped from second to third after you took your first loss last week. uh, Fell down a spot due to points scored. Um, Andrew is sitting in ninth at one and two. Um, You have a commanding lead in this one you are 3 and 0 in the series against Andrew
1: wow I was not so really. when
0: you, yeah when you couple that with your record against uh Daniel that we went over the <laughs> Out. other week i think you're now 3 and 0 against him so you are 6 against and 0 against uh, Andrew and Daniel brother combo <laughs> so oh I guess you just need to
1: play them more that, that, uh, Yeah, I, I'm okay with that, yeah. Yeah,
0: they're, they're not going to invite you to family no, Christmas. No,
1: definitely not. Now I know why, yeah. why I never get a call, when, you know, if if Andrew's visiting his family here in the Quad City. <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> no I'm yeah. Not. i Yeah, he's visiting his family. It's yeah. Nothing
0: to do and because he kicked his ass no, at fantasy football. he's got
1: nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's yeah. anything like me. You know, when you're home, you're not there nearly as much as you'd like to be. So, I want to soak yeah. it all in. Yep. Yeah.
0: All right. But let's look at you guys' lineups a little bit here. Um, close Matchup projection at the moment it's got 134 points for you Conrad 126 127 rounded up for Andrew so they got you within the you know seven eight point range over on your side Conrad you got Aaron Rodgers um, Andrew's got Dak Prescott two quarterbacks that have been doing well uh, Rodgers with that matchup against Atlanta again potentially high scoring um, you have Metcalf and Evans in your receiver spots, Matt having a good year, except for the one goof last week. Um, Evans had a weird stat line last week. He had two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes. That was bizarre. <laughs> I remember reading that and being like, oh, yeah, that's strange. Usually he's a little bit of a deeper.
0: <laughs> but. Yeah. No, it's kind of odd. He's, He's kind of like Jordan Howard this year, who just keeps getting one-yard
1: touchdown runs on his only carry of the game. (laughs) Poor Jordan Howard. Yeah, he's he's so much more talented um, than what they're giving him. But you know, he but he's also not a pass-catching back. So
0: yeah, yeah. Um. Andrews receivers combating yours. He's got Juju Smith Schuster and Julian Edelman in those spots. Uh, Smith Schuster's having a revival with Roethlisberger back, so he can definitely throw up some points. Edelman, not a good week last week, a big boom the week before. You know, he's a PPR guy. He's going to, he usually has a pretty solid baseline. Yeah, but
1: if they don't reschedule that uh, uh, Pittsburgh and um, Tennessee game. Yeah, Tennessee yeah he'll lose out on Smith Schusters.
0: Yeah, that that'd be a big hit to Andrew there. So um running back wise, your matchups there, you have Kareem Hunt and Miles Gaskins in those spots right now. Um Andrew's got Devin Singletary and Cam Akers. So obviously, I mean Hunt technically not the lead back, but They've shown there in Cleveland so far. There's no issues, and Hunt I mean, and Chubb both they, being dark fantasy players. I mean,
1: yeah, they run the ball enough that both of them are getting like nearly. Yeah, nearly, they both get volume digits in volume, but then Hunt makes <laughs> up for it with the pass yeah. catching. Uh yep, yep,
0: yep. yeah. So. Chubb gets a little more work on the carries, you know, but and like catchings. you said, Chubb gets a little more of the pass-catching <laughs> yep. work. So
1: It's pretty fun to watch. Yeah. They've actually, they've been a very entertaining team yep. even when they lost. Like, Cleveland's mm-hmm. not the yeah. crappy team that you usually think they are. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then for
0: Andrew, Devin Singletary, you'll be looking to see if Zach Moss is out again. That certainly boosted Singletary last That's week. True. And then Cam Akers, he's hoping to get Acres back from injury yep. this week. Uh, tight ends, you got Zach Ertz, and he's got Travis Kelsey at the moment. As we said before, Kelsey is pretty steady. You know what you're getting from him every week. It's okay. going to be a good week. Uh, Ertz, Goddard's out, so maybe he gets a little more run and Goddard a bigger boost, a more of
1: more of a wide snap. Receivers are also like okay, yeah, right in, yeah, so. so
0: Potential for Ertz there. He is playing San Francisco, and San Fran's been tough on tight ends just because they have some very athletic linebackers. But Wentz needs to throw the ball somewhere, so he might be a quality play just off of volume. Uh, Flex spots. You got uh, Henderson running against the Giants Mm -hmm. for the Rams. And you got Aaron Jones down in there right now, your Monday night player. Um, Andrew's side, he's got Jarvis Landry and Sammy Watkins in those spots. So uh, Henderson, if um, Akers is out, so obviously Andrew has Akers in his lineup right now. So the question would be, if Akers is in, then Henderson and Akers are splitting and and it's who gets the better game. If Akers is out.
1: The Just question go of, like, do they go back to the even splits for everybody, or do they, yeah. continue to feed Henderson because they've found something, yeah, it's a good like role. you know, like they did with Gurley when he was running it, for yeah, consistently. So it will. I I figured out. Yeah. This point, so obviously that makes that risk for me to start Henderson. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: For Andrew, it makes that Akers decision on if he plays this week or not, like in terms of the Rams, if they have Akers active, a big one, because one, Andrew's really thin at running back. He needs somebody to play in that role. But two, if he loses Akers, it's giving Henderson the full role again. So it just boosts your fantasy Mm -hmm. score. So that's a pretty big decision Mm -hmm. there for him. Obviously, Aaron Jones and your flex Aaron Jones has been big this year. That's an yep. advantage for you. Um, Sammy Watkins, an interesting one for Andrew in that slot. Obviously, he's kind of your – almost your ultimate boom and bust player, it seems like sometimes. Yes,
1: but when he's not.
0: He needs to make a point somehow, so he's going to try and get that boom.
1: When he's not injured, Mr. Watkins. Mm-hmm. He's a good – he's an excellent player, though. When um, he, booms, he booms. Like, he booms hard like yeah exactly it's, wow. yeah, he like, booms it's usually like two to three touchdowns yeah. and hundreds of yards like yeah it's crazy yeah he's entertaining as heck too yeah, and I,
0: yeah i think looking at it that's about probably Andrew's best lineup for this week looking at his bench there's i don't know if there's really any substitutions i make over what he's got right now Um, and your side, I mean, I think you're pretty well set to, especially if Henderson's going to get the workload, you know, he's valuable there. Um, Gaskins, maybe you could swap Mm -hmm. him out just in case Seattle goes crazy and Miami can't run the ball at all, but, uh, yeah there you know who do you swap them out for i guess maybe aj green or something but that hasn't been big yet so i think you both probably got about your best lineups in and we'll see where it falls i think there's as we talk through that most of the times i said somebody had an advantage other than tight end i was pointing your way and andrew's had more question marks in terms of guys coming off of injury or just really banking on a guy having one of his off and on big weeks. So that's gonna lead me to pick
1: Conrad for yeah, the victory. I'm I'm picking myself. I'm never gonna pick against yeah. myself. Just I don't care who I'm playing. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. We agree We've on that. We've agreed on two actually. So yeah. Yeah. Not gonna be difficult to this
0: uh go uh, around <laughs> yeah well let's give another one a try then we have travis's scrapyard versus daniel's one for the future so an improving team for travis versus a thus far disappointing team for daniel yeah. i mean last week was
1: the um, nope no but, previous matchup here uh, but yeah, he yep. had been the first two weeks. I thought he'd been kind of respectable, hadn't he? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he just had a, yep. a bad outing last. Um. Week. A yeah. lot of bad breaks. Really off too. one. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this one, obviously, no previous matchups in this series, as this is uh, Travis's first year in the league, so. A lot of these are fresh, new matchups for him. Uh, Daniel was one and two against the previous management of Travis's
1: team. He doesn't even have a name anymore.
0: Yeah. He who must not be named.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Poor AJ. Yeah.
0: Uh, this one is actually projected very close right now, 135 yeah. for Daniel on Yahoo projection and 134 rounding up for Travis. So got a one point matchup here on projection. This is a pick them. Uh, looking at it, you got quarterback matchup. Kyler Murray for Travis has been pretty solid. Uh, Daniel, as we mentioned in the review of last week, that podcast episode, Watson has been disappointing for Daniel so far. So he's hoping Watson against Minnesota can find his groove. Um, receiver matchup, Daniel currently in his lineup has Terry McLaurin and Marquise Brown. A couple of second year players there against Travis's Robert Woods and Stefan Diggs. I would say uh, Travis's guys are the more consistent veterans in that group, so I would give them the edge there. At running back, you have Joe Mixon and Josh Jacobs for Daniel against Travis's Mike Davis and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or I guess Clyde Edwards E-layer, as I kept saying on Monday Night Football, so I didn't know he had to enunciate that E like three times in his name. Um, Andy's starting Mike Davis this week after Davis had a good week last week on his bench. You feel strongly one way or the other on running um, backs there?
1: I'm feeling pretty strongly. Oh... I'm really feeling strongly on Travis's side because Mike Davis has just been doing a pretty bang up job in. Yeah. In his role with. Uh, Yeah. He's filled in. He's filled in very well. I mean, obviously Josh Jacobs is, is a solid back. Yeah. But Mixon just has had zero consistency Mm -hmm. this season. Um,
0: yeah. Oh well, yeah. Mixon's had, he, yeah, he's had no opportunity. It doesn't seem like he's not involved in the passing yep. game there at and all just, at the moment. And
1: just it's, it's been, de- been unfortunate. So yeah. that's one uh, I, trade that I tried to make happen yeah. Pre- that I'm really glad didn't happen at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you had me select this preseason, I'd have to went with that Mixon Jacobs side pretty much every time. But, uh, Hasn't been there yet. And Jacobs is playing Buffalo. Tough matchup. Um, Tight ends, you got Noah Fant for Daniel, Ebron for Travis. Um, Both guys can go big or they can give you nothing, so kind of a wash there. Flex spots. Kenyon, Drake, Robbie Anderson currently in the flex for Daniel, um, Gurley, and McKinnon in those spots for Travis so there I'd maybe lean Travis's way again although there's some players on their benches that might get subbed in depending on how things go this week obviously the big one Daniel is waiting on Devonte Adams news if he gets him back in then you know that starts evening out his wide receiver matchup and it's sounding like George Kittle yeah. might be available this week so that would start to give him a tight end edge.
1: You know, no fant has been doing excellent.
0: And but yep. yeah, yeah. And Noah Fant's playing the Jets. Yes, so start players against the Jets.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you have to put an extra um, tight end in on your flex spot, like do it. <laughs> start him against the Jets.
0: So I think looking at the who they currently have in their starting lineups as of now, although that may change, I would lean towards Travis's side. However, where I think it may start flipping, depending on what news Daniel gets this week, you look at the top four guys on his um, list on the bench right now, you have Devontae Adams, George Kittle, Michael Gallup, Kenny Galladay. Those are big names, you know, they're... He could start filtering them in. They're good players. So he has some good choices down there that if they're healthy, he can plug in and it might start turning that tide back towards him. So I think, like I said, if I'm picking just off of who's in their lineup right now, I go Travis. My guess is he's in that. uh, It's tough because that Green Bay game with Devontae Adams, I think he's a big cog, but that's a Monday night game. So it takes some confidence of Daniel to put him in, not knowing if he goes to a uh, game day decision, you know. But right. yeah, I think
1: nonetheless, the other Monday night players. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, he could swap him in if he. Needs. Yeah.
0: So I think I'm going to. I'm going to pick Daniel on the assumption that he puts Adams in if he gets some news this week that it looks like he'll play and he puts Adams in. Hmm. I'll put an asterisk on that, that if Adams and Kittle aren't coming back into his team, I think Travis has the
1: advantage this week. I think you're right. And I'm going to go with Travis, but I won't. If it comes out the other way, um, I won't be. You know, dumbfounded. Yeah, uh, I think Travis has put together a good roster. These guys can all kind of score above their uh, punching weight. You know. So, mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Um, that would bring us then to our highlighted matchup of Week Four. The two teams remaining are Kevin's Shake and Bake and Jacob's Buffalo Expectations. This is maybe a – I think they both had decent rosters coming into this year, but I thought they were both maybe going to be mid-tier teams. And as of now, they're looking like two of the better teams in the league. So kind of a matchup of – I don't want to call them dark horses, but maybe slightly surprising teams.
1: Dark and. horses.
0: W- yeah gray horses maybe <laughs> slightly illuminated horse it's,
1: Yeah,
0: but they yeah. the, uh one of them obviously is going to continue to roll this week and get a win and keep that going another one's gonna fall back down to that 500 mark and probably be in the middle so you look at it though, Kevin sitting second right now. Jacob's fourth. Jacob threw up a huge score last week. Kevin's been in the highest scoring matchup twice so far. Um, they're also second and fourth in points scored on the season so far. The other two in the top four, myself and Conrad. So, I mean, they've—it's a good matchup. These guys have been playing well so far and have been somewhat consistent. Kevin's been pretty consistent. Jacob had one lower week in there and now has kind of picked up the pace. But I think that makes it our matchup of the week just because, you know, it's two guys trying to get some leverage at the start of the year in playoff position. Mm -hmm. And uh, series-wise, Kevin is two games clear at three and one over Jacob. So Kevin's had some success in the past.
1: Yes, he has.
0: Yeah, looking at it lineup wise, um, currently Kevin has made the swap this week as of now to Joe Burrow. He had started Cam Newton those first three weeks and it's looking like he's going to give the old rookie a
1: try. Wow. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, he'll end up buried. Yeah. (laughs)
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, getting getting really punny on this podcast here <laughs>
1: yeah
0: but uh cam newton though is playing kansas city who just shut down lamar jackson S- somewhat similar players i won't say they're the same you know obviously newton's a bruising runner jackson's a lightning quick guy but uh He's going to take Burrow over Jacksonville and hope that that gives him a good score because he's trying to keep up with Jacob Stalwart of Josh Allen, who's been awesome, just simply awesome this year. Yes, he So is. Jacob's got an advantage there, and Kevin's trying to close that gap as much as he can so he can try and recover elsewhere. Uh, Jacob's got Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup in his receiver spots with, Kevin running out, Amari Cooper, and Emmanuel Sanders, who just started his connection a little better with Breeze last week, got a touchdown, but nonetheless still doesn't have the highest of projected points. We'll see if Michael Thomas' is back might affect that score. Um, looking at running backs, you got Jacob running out the surprising James Robinson, who had a huge week last week. And James Conner, who's again in that question mark Tennessee-Pittsburgh game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin's got Alvin Kamara, who's been dominant. He's been dominant. And Austin Eckler. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Austin (laughs) Eckler, who's been very solid.
1: Defeat my Packers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, Kamara, Eckler, both super solid. I'd say I'd give – The running back edge there to Kevin, but I give that wide receiver edge to Jacob. Yep. So, Jacob's so far sitting ahead on quarterback and receiver. Um, Kevin's there on running back. You look at tight end. Hawkinson for Jacob, who, I don't know, he's got a pretty low floor. Yeah, he's got a good ceiling, but he's got a low floor. Higby for Kevin. He gets quite a few targets. I give Kevin the edge there.
1: He has a hell of a ceiling, too.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: When, so I think it when those guys get flowing together to, uh mm-hmm. yeah. you can yep. put them up quick.
0: Yep. And they're the Rams are playing the Giants, so
1: <laughs> so give them give, them yeah. the, give them the playing the New York team boost. The yeah. New York team that plays in New Jersey, I should say.
0: Yeah, the New Jersey teams, we should say.
1: <laughs> there's only one team in new york and they are the bills (laughs) yeah true (laughs) yeah
0: yeah um so i think so i got even two for two split so far i got jacob with the quarterback edge and the receiver edge i got kevin with the running back and tight end edge so This one, I think my decision is going to boil down to the flex where currently um, Jacob has Marquez Valdez-Gantling and Mark Ingram. Uh, Kevin has Melvin Gordon and Deontay Johnson, who's again in that question mark Pittsburgh, Tennessee game and is coming off of a concussion this past game. But if that game's moved to Monday, that helps him out a little bit, but Helps a lot. Yeah, he may, depending on that Deontay Johnson news, obviously Kevin may be looking to pull somebody else off of his bench, which you start looking at his bench. You're talking, you know, somewhere in the – yeah, T. Higgins.
1: Special going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would guess he's looking in that Higgins, Hardman, Tate area. I'm not big on – the Giants, obviously, so I wouldn't go Tate, but Hardman just got a touchdown this past week, so I'd say that Hardman Higgins,
1: yeah. I mean, uh,
0: well, Hyde, if I guess well, if Chris Carson ends up missing time, he's got Carlos Hyde there, yep, he's got Hyde sitting there waiting. So, he's so long story short, he's got some options if Deontay Johnson's not in, and Deontay Johnson slash whoever it is, in addition to Melvin Gordon against the Jets. I think I would take that over the floor of Marquez valdez Gantling. Yeah, he gets a deep targets, but if he doesn't hit on those, he doesn't get much. And the Baltimore running backs are just hard to start right now. There's too much split there between three guys to really hope for big numbers. So, I'm going to lean towards Kevin in this matchup.
1: I'm going to I'm going to go with Jacob Okay. Yeah.
0: Gonna go with them getting two big weeks in a row. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. I think he's poised. Because mm-hmm. if he if he needs to, he can uh, slide in Robert Tanya in there. Um mm-hmm. if something happens with Feldis Scantling and Yeah. Well, if something crazy and, happens in practice, you never know. Like Yeah. So, and we, yep. we should point out
0: you know, Jacob bench too, a guy he's sitting on for Monday night. He's got Julio Jones down there.
1: Yeah, that's true. He so was... if he's
0: back off of injury, obviously that's a big addition, and he, I presume, would be – he could keep teeling and cupping. He's not going to take them out, but he could obviously put Jones in over Valdez Gantling pretty easy.
1: I don't know why he would do that, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> fine. He can He can put him in over Mark Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I know exactly why he would do that. Julio yeah, Jones. Been doing yep. that, doing good things for a long time. So,
0: yeah. So he's got the options there too. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys's lineups shake out before the weekend rolls around. But uh,
1: yeah,
0: we're projected close one hundred thirty-one for Kevin, one hundred twenty-seven for Jacob. Um, if it comes down to the end, it'll be interesting because you got Valdez, Gantling, and Jones if he's in or Monday night games. Plus uh, you got Deontay Johnson for Kevin and James Conner for Jacob that it's sounding like that game might be moved to Monday. So that'd be another. So
1: that could be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So Monday night could be a big night for this matchup. And um, again, though, I'm going to, I'm going to lean towards Kevin's side on it.
1: All right. I'm locking mine in for Jacob though.
0: There you go. Boom. All right. So we shall see who prevails. That takes us through the matchups of the week though. That takes us through the matchups of the week though. Uh moving further into the year, once we get through this one, you know, we'll be four games end. It's a thirteen week regular season, so we're already almost to the one third point yeah. um after this week. So it's really I mean it seems weird to say week four, but it really is time to start making moves to get yourself Out ahead of that middle of the pack you know yep it's a big deal i mean it's a big deal to if you're one and two to get back to 500 because one and three is not a fun place to be and even for the teams that are two and one you know three and one sets you up really well versus being you know two and two and kind of stuck in the middle of everybody
1: so you're saying one and three is not a good place to be And 2 in one is not much fun.
0: Yes. Thank you for being so eloquent.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. And it was kind of like a little rhyme in there, too. So, maybe I'm just getting tired and delirious. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, that's what we got. Um, We'll see if anybody makes any big moves. There's not. A lot out there for free agents right now, really. So, uh, should be I mean, pretty minor moves before the weekend. And obviously, some that I well,
1: wish I had room on my roster for. But, yep. Um,
0: yep. But, yep, it, there's still guys floating out there that I would yeah, be happy to. It's,
1: it's most uh, bench stashes that I Yeah. I
0: would, so, and
1: that's that's
0: essentially where we're at now, you know, with the, and that's, you know, in a dynasty format, that's what it is. So Those first three, four weeks, you're going to have some players pop up that are guys you can use this year, you know, kind of surprise guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're going to go snap all of them up. But uh, once you settle into the year, you know, every couple weeks or so, you're going to have guys that become big ads due to an injury, you know, a handcuff that wasn't on a person's roster. But really, you start getting, you know, mid-season into – You're more just positioning looking for guys that are a deep stash that you think are gonna be somebody next year or the year after that you wanna hang on to. So
1: King Butler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Suddenly suddenly he's back in the hopefully hopefully he, you know, makes it this time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I hope he does. I mean he kinda sucked for him his rookie year there, he got, you know, fractured in his hand, kind of an ugly fracture and took him out for a year. So not a fun way to start your career.
1: Nope. Not fun at all. All
0: right. Well, that sums up week four. So thank you for joining us for that. We'll be back again next week. Well, actually, if anybody in the league wants to co-host next week, let uh conrad and i know so we can try and set you up but
1: uh yeah yeah
0: i'm going to be in the hospital midweek next week for uh birth of the second kiddo so i i'm I'm guessing uh i'm guessing my wife wouldn't be too pleased if i'm trying to podcast in the delivery (laughs) room during labor so i uh
1: well, I mean, even if you know, if we do it while she's uh, what's it called, um, laboring, you know, the yeah. early, like, run-up portion, if you know, it takes a while. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it could still be better than uh, Aaron Jones. Did you hear about that in the preseason? No. Oh, this was in preseason news. He brought his PlayStation Three <laughs> in into the oh
0: into the delivery
1: room. <laughs> yes, because it was. like a... <laughs> Twelve hours of like pre labor prep and whatnot yeah. and ended up turning into twenty four hours, and hmm. his wife actually said it was great because she was entertained the whole time.
0: <laughs> so, oh wow! Well. Yeah. I don't think they want to fly in. I'll <laughs> let, I'll let you breach the subject of me podcasting in there with her. I'm I'm not going to walk <laughs> down that trail. So
1: no, no, I'm not. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh anybody that wants to help us out next week. And jump on with Conrad. That would be much appreciated. And but uh, yeah, we'll.
1: We could, I could definitely. Uh, it'll it'll be a learning experience, but I'm willing to do that to figure out yeah. how to make it happen again. So yeah.
0: So we'll figure out. We'll come up with a way to get something pushed out there. So just let us know if you want to be a part of it. And thanks for joining us. And we will be back with you next week in some form. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye, everyone.